Lay of the Land, Trent Nelson. And we are joined this morning by two very special friends of ours, uh, one we haven't seen in quite some time, and one that we've just met this morning. <laughs> we have Jody Ogilvy, the Chief Communications and Development Officer at Hope down south in Springfield, all across Springfield, actually. You just have to open your eyes and look. And then we have Lisa Sonder, and she is the Development Manager. And both of them are here this morning to speak with us about something so special that it's happened 15 times previously. Correct, yes. Tell us a bit about Style of Hope, and also, good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Pleasure is all ours. Now, with that said, tell us about the Style of Hope. If, if we don't know about it, if we're not familiar, if maybe we just came into town, moseyed on in. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so this will be our 16th year for Style of Hope. It started in the uh, basement of the BOS Center, and it has now grown to be on the main floor, and we really take up the entire main floor. We have, so far, already sold over 1,000 tickets for this year, which surpasses what we had last year, so we're hoping to kind of keep growing that year after year, and it's an evening that encompasses not only fashion, but also fundraising and, and the individuals that we serve. And what a lovely transition that was, because, of course, we'll get back to Style of Hope, but there are many individuals who might not even know what Hope does. Mm -hmm. So could we have that as well? Yeah, yeah. So Hope has been around since 1957. It started as a residential school for children with disabilities. We call it our legacy program. And we have our residential academy. We also have grown into a vocational academy. We have several other programs, too. Autism clinics at Hope. We have therapy relief at Hope. We have a lot of state-funded programs as well, and we are now in six different states providing services to individuals you know, with disabilities through every aspect of their life and through their lifespan. So we can provide them with not only direct services, but we can provide trainings for their families and their caretakers, as well as trainings for you know, educators and first responders, and really just every aspect of the community that helps support these individuals with disabilities. And my next question, is, of course, why is that so important? Why should our community be so thrilled to have a force like that fighting for individuals who, who require different services, different needs, different help? Yeah, you know, I think one big thing that we really focus on is inclusion. So, you know, I, I was actually just reading an article the other day about how not that long ago, in the 50s, you know, when Hope was started, the, the practice was just to institutionalize an individual and really keep them away from the rest of the community. And of course, you know, when you, when you know better, you do better. So we have, uh, as a society, we've learned quite a bit that, you know, just because an individual has a disability does not mean that they can't reach their full potential. And so hope is really here to ensure that these individuals are reaching their full potentials, you know, because just because, again, that you maybe have autism or you have Down syndrome or something else, doesn't mean that you can't have a job, that you can't be, you know, a contributing member of the community. And that's really what we're here. We're really here to to make sure that everybody knows that the individuals we serve are parts of the community, just like you and I. And they're, you know, they're here to to live with us and to make sure that they are, again, reaching their full potential. And that is absolutely just brilliant. Humankind has treated differently abled individuals uh, barbarously for the majority of existence. And uh, it is only recently that we've decided to reform ourselves mm -hmm. 
because yes. it, it is us in the fault. But I would say one more thing before we get back to a style of hope, that some of the most influential people throughout human existence were considered on the spectrum in hindsight by, mm-hmm. by professionals. Uh, uh, Newton is considered to have had a neurodivergency. Um, this is not uncommon. And it takes different thinkers to create the world that we're currently enjoying. So. Correct, yes. And, you know, the prevalence of autism, since I started working at Hope just seven years ago, you know, I think when I started it was 1 in 65. And the, just this past year, it's now 1 in 35 uh, or 36. I can't quite remember. But the truth is, is that it's probably even more prevalent than that. I'm not the correct person to do <laughs> to talk about those things. But, you know, they call it a spectrum for a reason because every person with autism is just a person with autism. And every person has different characteristics. Uh, and it's really just a slightly different way of seeing the world. And when you think about it, we all see the world in our own way anyway, right? So Hope is really here to talk about, you know, and to make sure that we educate the community on the individuals that we serve. And we like to say, too, you know, we, we offer a lot of therapies and a lot of therapeutic services for individuals with disabilities. And the, the truth of the matter is, is that really what we're doing is we're just giving them the tools for success. You know, even if a child comes to us in our autism clinics, you know, a lot of them will be nonverbal. A lot of them uh, maybe need some help communicating. So if they leave us with nothing else, they have the ability to communicate, which is which is huge for for anybody, you know, I, I can't imagine how frustrating it would be to not be able to communicate what you need. And so whether that's, you know, we can teach them how to talk or sometimes we can just get them through and teach them how to use like a tablet, uh, what we call a picture exchange communication system, and they can go on into their lives and then have the ability to communicate with their peers and with their families and their friends and really just have a more robust and meaningful life. And we are super appreciative of that and all that Hope does. Lay of the land, this is Trent Nelson. We have Jody Ogilvie and Lisa Sonder. Now, I'd love to bring Lisa in <laughs> as well because we had such a wonderful chat uh, catching up. But Lisa, we've just met. It's a pleasure. I need to know more about how Hope is, in fact, growing, how it is developing, how it is pushing forward to make an impact in the community. Well, this um, this event is one of those. Um, this marks the 16th year of Style of Hope, and like Jody said, it started on a very small scale, and now we are on the main floor of the Bank of Springfield Center. You will also see one of the best parts of the show is our kids walking the runway. So they get all dressed up, get their hair done, and they'll be out there walking. So it's really great. We have our cocktail reception starting at 6, hors d'oeuvres provided by Cured Catering, We'll have a signature cocktail. Our silent auction will be open for bidding. And new this year, we've brought in some pop-up boutiques where guests can enjoy an in-shopping experience. So what you're saying is is that the individuals uh, taking part in this style of hope are very excited to show the community how stylish and how sharp they are. Oh, yes. (laughs) But there is so much for everyone else to enjoy apart from just that. We need more information about boutiques, though. Everyone loves to shop. We are a consumer society. We have many, many boutiques that have been a part of this show. Um, We have Bella Boutique here in Springfield. We have Chico's White House Black Market, Kennedy Sue, On the Go, The Wardrobe, Shields, which they are outfitting men and women. 
and then we have a line called Buru, which is an LA-based clothing company. What does this fashion show in its 16th year? What does it mean to Hope? And what does it, in your experience, seven years, uh, Jody, and of course, Lisa, I would love your response as well. What do you feel from the participants? What type of positive impact does this create for them? You know, it's it's so funny because um, I think this past year we've heard more excitement throughout the year about this about this event in particular, um, which I think just shows that everybody. Not only it, it's obviously a fun event, but I think it's so impactful because of Hope's mission, and so what better way to really get our mission out there than to to get in front of a thousand people <laughs> and you know have fun the fashion show is a lot of fun you know there's lights and there's music and it's really like a party atmosphere and then you know we have our kids come out and they walk the runway and it's like the the feeling i'm getting goosebumps just talking yeah. about it the feeling is just palpable in the room because everybody is standing and they're cheering and you know these these kids have really been told their whole lives that they'll never be able to do things like this. And then here they are walking the runway in front of a thousand people. You know, I mean, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) That's not something that a lot of people even want to do. And they just feel so good and they feel so great about themselves. And then, you know, we talk a lot about our mission and we do a fund the need. Um, We do a lot of fundraising for our, our individuals that we serve. And I think it's really uh, such a testament to the community that we live in that people want to come out to obviously have fun on a Thursday night, but they're really there to support hope and our mission. And I, I can't think of a better way to be involved in the community than that. Right. So with the fundraising money that the community will happily give on Thursday, September 21st, the BOS Center, what can they expect to see from Hope in the future? What does Hope look to provide each day a little bit better? That's a great question. So one of the things that we're going to be asking for this year is to help equip our high acuity unit. So in our residential academy, we have a lot of all of our homes are community based, so they're all they're in neighborhoods, just like all of ours are. But what we see is that there is still a population of individuals who need a little bit more of a direct care, right? So, so they're maybe at more of a risk of elopement or, or running away, or they just really need that more specialized care. So we are incorporating a high acuity unit back on our campus. And this is to serve those individuals who really can't be served anywhere else. So I think that's super important to talk about too. But as far as other things that we're doing, you know, our vocational academy is always thriving. We have, not only do we provide vocational services to our children, but also to adults now as well. Um, And that's really a very community-based program where we are out in the community. We are working at jobs in, you know, County Market, Horace Mann, the city of Springfield. And I think, the big part for us is just making sure our students and the individuals we serve are included in the community as much as possible. So lots of outings, you know, we we have a a kids night out fund that we have that really just goes to like making sure our kids can go to the movies and go out to dinner with their friends and go to the mall and go shopping. Stuff that typical children and teenagers especially want to do. And that's all going to make sure that they have just a more inclusive and, and meaningful life. We say it all the time here on Lay of the Land and on Talk of the Town. When we help others, we help ourselves. 
because we live in an interconnected society and all functions are connected in some manner to one another. Exactly. Jody Ogilvie and Lisa Sander here from Hope, and we are talking about the style of hope that is September 21st at the BOS Center. It's the 16th year, mm-hmm. so if you've been to the prior 15 and you don't want your streak to break, or if this is just your first one, <laughs> you got to get down there. But wait, what time does it kick off? Doors open at 6, fashion show starts at 7.30, so there's a good hour and a half there for a cocktail reception to come in. Get your hors d'oeuvres, get your signature cocktail, shop our pop-up boutiques, and really just kind of get to know more about Hope. And you can also, uh, we haven't even mentioned the silent auction yet. We have a very large silent auction, too. Well, we need to know about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So during the cocktail reception, our tables will be open for bidding. We have a great committee that's been out there really getting some great items. So it will be online. So even if you can't make the event, you'll still be able to bid on those items. Capitalism does not sleep. We can purchase from anywhere at any time. Absolutely. But in all seriousness, if you cannot go, there's still a way to contribute, still a way to be positive for the community, with the community. And we appreciate Jody Ogilvie and Lisa Sonder coming down here this morning to speak to us about hope, about the style of hope, and about what the mission of the institution is yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Pleasure is all ours. Lay of the land. This is Trent Nelson. Live a little bit.